Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Yesterday we uh, we looked at the story of Peter and John going into the temple and the healing of the, the man who was born a cripple from birth. We are, of course, uh, in Acts chapter 3. And uh, we're following on from that because uh, that really gave Peter an opportunity. It did. And uh, I was sharing a testimony of a healing that happened yesterday. Um, we ran a little bit out of time. Let me just say that 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 man was allowed to go home. <laughs> uh, it's just that they were so concerned as to where on earth the things that had been wrong with him, what what had happened. Did he become a believer, so, though? Um, not at that time. I, I didn't have contact with him uh, later, but immediately he didn't. But his family, you see, his, his, um, uh, his son and daughter-in-law, they were believers. So uh, I think God was answering their prayer uh, and he was just using me to exercise authority in his name. Now, what happens to this man? Well, the man clung to Peter and John in gratitude, and soon a crowd of astonished people came running to them and surrounded them in Solomon's colonnade. Peter used the opportunity to address them. So, the Holy Spirit has obviously prompted Peter and John to do this. They've, they've healed the man, and now an evangelistic opportunity has arisen. So Peter addresses the crowd, people of Israel, why does this amaze you? Now, that's a wonderful statement, you see, because even by this time, the apostles and the other believers with them were getting used to God doing amazing things. And They'd had three years of Jesus seeing all the amazing things, and it had been known all the way through Israel, the amazing things that Jesus had done in Galilee and Jerusalem. Uh, and now these things were continuing. And, of course, they should be continuing in the church today. We shouldn't be amazed that people get healed. We should be concerned if they don't, because we have been given the authority and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been given his commission to heal the sick. So why does this amaze you? Why look at us as if we have caused this man to walk by some power of our own or by our own godliness? Now, this is very, very important because there are some people that mistakenly think the healing is the result of something about us. And it's not our own godliness. It's not any merit of our own. It's simply that in a believer who has received the Holy Spirit, Christ lives. And Christ can work through that believer despite uh, the blemishes of his life, despite his imperfections. If God was to wait until his children reached a certain standard of perfection or holiness or godliness before he could use them, there would hardly be anybody on the earth he could use. But right from the moment that we're born again and have received the Spirit, 
God can work in us and through us. So he then explains, Your God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has glorified his servant Jesus through this miracle. Now, immediately, you see, Peter is giving the glory to Jesus. He's making it clear that it's not the disciples, it's not Peter and John that did this, it's Jesus that did this through them. So Jesus is very much alive, even though they crucified him, he is alive, and now he's working in and through those who believe in him, doing exactly the same kind of things as he did when he was on earth. So he explains, you handed him over to the Roman authorities to be crucified, and you rejected him before Pilate, even though he wanted to release him. You denied the Holy and Righteous One and demanded that a terrorist murderer be released instead. You were responsible for putting to death the one who gave you life. Yet God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of his resurrection. So to Peter and John, this is an obvious outworking of the resurrection of Jesus. Now, if we're living in the risen power of Jesus, we should expect such things to happen today. Peter continues to explain, So by faith in the person of Jesus, this man has been healed. Now, that's important. By faith in the person of Jesus. It's not faith in healing. It's not faith in our faith. It's faith in Jesus. You know, Jesus said to people when they came to him personally, your faith has made you well. It's that faith in Jesus that enables the miraculous to happen in people's lives. Then he explains, it is by the name of Jesus and the faith that comes from knowing him that this complete healing has been given to this man, as you can all see clearly for yourselves. Now, the name Jesus is not a piece of magic. You see, what, what um, the name denotes the person. So what Peter is saying, it's faith in the person of Jesus, who he is, what he has done for us on the cross, what he has said, Faith in the fact that he is the risen Lord who is very much alive, living in his people, ready to work through his people. It's by knowing him that this complete healing uh, has taken place. The faith that comes from knowing him. Not knowing about him, but knowing him personally. So he then says, Brothers, I acknowledge that you and your leaders only acted in ignorance but realize that God has fulfilled what he promised through all the prophets. He foretold that the Christ would suffer. So repent now, turn to God so that you can be forgiven and freed from all your sins, so you can enjoy times of refreshing that only the Lord himself can give, that the living Christ will come to you now and that Jesus will return at God's appointed time. So what he's saying is, okay, in your ignorance, you crucified Jesus or you were party to that crucifixion. Now it's time for you to repent of your sins, repent of your rejection of Jesus, turn to him so that the refreshing 
power of God, you can be refreshed spiritually so that you can be set free from your sin and you can be brought into a living relationship with Jesus Christ and that you will believe in him as the Messiah who will fulfill all the prophecies about coming again in majesty and glory. And Peter explains he has to remain in heaven until the time comes that has been promised through the holy prophets when God will restore everything to his purposes. We must remember that the Jews had expected the Messiah to come in glory. They didn't understand that the Old Testament speaks of two comings of the Messiah. First as the suffering servant in order to secure salvation for his people. And then he will come again in glory and majesty when everything will be subject to him and to his authority and power. Uh, They were only expecting for the second such coming, not the first. So Jesus has fulfilled the first and will come again to fulfill the second. So Peter is just explaining that to them. Then he says, it was Moses who said, the Lord your God will raise up a prophet from among your own people, a prophet for you who will be like me. You must listen to all that he says to you. For anyone who does not listen to this prophet will be cut off completely from God's people. In fact, he goes on to explain, all the prophets from the time of Samuel onwards have spoken these things. Because of the covenant God made with your forefathers, you are heirs of all the prophets foretold. He said to Abraham, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through your offspring. So when God raised up his servant Jesus, he sent him to you first in order to bless you by turning you away from your sinful ways. So, Uh, This incident is used by Luke, of course, who wrote the Acts of the Apostles, to explain to the generation of that time the consequences of their rejection of Jesus, but how there was still time to repent. There was still time now, even now that Jesus had returned to heaven, for them to acknowledge him as their Savior and as their Lord. Very, very important. Uh, at that time that that everybody should realize, well, wait a minute, the ministry of Jesus is continuing. The gospel of the kingdom is continuing. The life and power of God is continuing among his people. So it's not too late just because Jesus returned to heaven. Even now, you can turn to him, you can repent of your sins, and you can receive the life that Jesus came to give. It's very interesting because just a few weeks prior to this, these would have been the crowd that would be calling for the crucifixion of Jesus. These were people going in and out of the temple. It just shows how fickle people are because they greeted him as if he was a king when he went into Jerusalem. They cried out for him to be crucified because they were under the influence and perhaps even the pay of the Pharisees. Uh, when Jesus was crucified. Yes, and now they have the opportunity to repent of their rejection, of their sin, of their fickleness, really, and come to real faith in the Lord Jesus. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 